Chai, do you want to do your first sure? Sure. So my first sure is that if you and your partner do not share the same fundamental principles and ethics, your relationship will not work out. Mm. I disagree. I agree. And so we're thinking about fundamentals. Equally yoked. Equally yoked. Yeah. Fun- fundamentals are like the basis of what of which things are built upon. It's the foundation. Uh, the Latin word fundamentum. So okay, Chayla. it's important. It's. <laughs> She said the Greek. She said the Greek. (laughs) I'm sorry. That is so funny. Okay. So basically, right. If you don't have the same fundamental principles or um, even ideals, you're going to have a lot of cyclical conflicts and problems within your own relationship. And I feel like oftentimes we don't really talk about what are the fundamentals or what are your like concrete morals when we're meeting, we're meeting someone. It's usually what are your interests? What are you into? What music do you like? What's your career interest? Blah, blah, blah. But we kind of prance around the deep questions like what are your faiths and what do you believe about um, equal pay for women? What do you think about affirmative action? What do you think about stealing? What do you think about all these topics? Or, you know, what are your ideas surrounding money? Or really, like, what's your sense of humor? What's your love language? You know, things like that. How do you deal with stress? Um, and I was reading an article. I talked about basically when you don't share the same fundamental principles as your partner, you create these perpetual issues, um, and which in turn become cyclical conflicts. And even though you might be able to work on them, they're difficult to really strip away because they're so core to who that person might be or how they might have grown up um or even if you can have constructive dialogue about it with with still maintaining the intimacy and the love but knowing that there's a big issue in your relationship and is that a deal breaker and oftentimes it could become a deal breaker oftentimes it could be channeled through abuse both physical and verbal um or just lack of love and just dependence on the actual presence of someone but not actually being in love with the person and typically you see, like, again, differences in personalities, emotional needs, or your outlook on life. Um, and it brings me back to this idea of an essay we wrote back in college. Talks about what is a good life or what is a life well lived. And for some people, you know, we have very different answers. So if you're dating someone who thinks that, like, it's fine to just, what, blow money fast and saving isn't what you want to do, but you're a big saver. It's like, will that actually work? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So that is my for sure. I agree with that 100%. Um, I think one question that I do have is I, when you were talking about how when you're first getting to know someone, it's usually, you know, like, what are you into? What do you do for work? Um, those pretty surface questions. I feel like people don't necessarily get into those deep conversations until they realize that, okay, this is a person that I think I do like, so I have to get to know them even more. Do you think that people should ask those deep questions off rip? Or do you think that it's okay for people to save them after they've gotten to know a person and are and are willing to invest more of themselves into them? I think at first there has to be the stage where you're still getting to know the person on more of a generic level. Again, you want to protect your own intimacy, your own privacy by not really asking those questions you, you might not want to answer and or really caring about that person's response. Because if it's just a hookup, then what do you need to know about his religious views or her religious views? But listen, but if it's someone you're like, wait, I could actually maybe see this person being my wife or my husband or whatever the case may be. Then you're thinking for more of a how would the future look like, and those questions will start start to present themselves. Right, but I'm saying I, I don't, 
sorry but I'm thinking, like, do you think that it's too, like, late at that point? Because what if you really like this person? Like, you really, really are into them. You really like them. And then you find out that, like, oh, we are not the same morally at all. I, th- I think you, you just like find no out. More. But it depends on how, how aggressive of a dater <laughs> you might be. Like, if you're someone who goes right into it, like, the first date or two, you're asking those hard questions and so be it. But I think that people normally stray away from those questions because, again, to my first point, they don't want to make the conversation seem like it's so serious if you're just meeting someone. Like one date should not be like, I want to marry this guy. Right. But obviously you, you have to monitor how the conversations are and the vibes are. And sometimes people present themselves in a way that you already know how they are just based off their interactions and their responses. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing with dating. Dating is always going to be a risk. Getting to know someone's always going to be that risk. So you might go into it being like, oh, this guy's so intellectual, but actually he's dumb and does that it doesn't understand anything about life you know false vibrato so i think it depends but i I can't see anyone that i know at least going into a first date and asking those questions i've never even done it myself i usually go for some existential questions soft ones softball pitches like when's the last time you did something for the first time he's hilarious i cannot Uh, take it what are your it's political views? Not. I think those are questions that you can ask early on that don't necessarily. What's so funny? I think those are. <laughs> you, you, you are so funny. You are hilarious. You guys, you guys are just. <laughs> well, you guys are, are. Well, no one can hear that you guys because you're muted. But I do think that two people can coexist if there are differing. You said moral. And what was the other thing? Fundamental. Like moral, ethical principles, or even like. Political, you think political things too? I think it's anything, I think that, anything that you can build things off of. So like if you're like, even the way you handle emotions is very different. That, that sure. could be an issue. Yeah, you're going to build off your conversations, how you deal with your emotions. Yeah, all right. time. Right. I think that right. comes with time. But I also think that, especially from a religious perspective, I know friends who are dating who are, one's Muslim and one is Christian, and they found a way to make that work. Or Jewish and Christian, they've, made, they've found a way to make that work. How do you feel about that? What does the Bible say about that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, the Bible talks about being unequally yoked. But I, in 2020, I will say that there are many situations in which we're going to come across people that have differing views. And I think people can find a way to coexist and make that happen. So I also know of couples who have differing political views. <laughs> um, one couple that I know very well, <laughs> the woman, the, the, the wife... <laughs> <laughs> the wife has talked about how she supports Donald Trump and the Republican Party because she feels like it's a party of family values. And the husband has not been able to get his mind around the fact that Donald Trump does not exhibit the same family values that his wife is is now talking about. And, and they found a way to coexist and to grapple with both of their beliefs and ideologies. I believe morally that they are in one accord, but politically they are very dissonant. So... I think it is uh, possible for people to coexist. I, I I think when the problem the problems come or whenever they whenever they may or they may not. I think it's just the, again, like you said before, the way that people can can process problems and issues and emotions and how they can express their emotions without attacking the other person or making them feel like they're unworthy of ha- of having that, that same conversation with them. I think that it's I, um, very important. I'm sorry, China. Would you like to go? No, Chow. Go ahead. You got to sis. Okay, and then we'll go to you. I'll be really quick. I think it's important, though, um, and Chayla's point is the fact that she's talking about in the early stages of a relationship because I think once you 
are more grounded in your relationship, like you're either married or you've been married for a long time or whatever, it's easier for you to get past those little hurdles that you might have as far as differences in morals or fundamentals or political views I, or whatever. But I think when I you're did, dating... I disagree. Okay, so when I think that when you're dating, I think that it's harder for you to grow with a person in that way because... One, you really don't know much about that person at that time, so it is a little harder for you to get a grasp on why they might feel that way and if you would be okay with dealing with that um, in the future. Uh, so I think it is harder in that sense and having to think about how am I going to grow with this person if we're really completely on opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to this topic or the other topic. I feel like I would have to, I mean, two people aren't going to agree, agree on everything, but for me personally, I agree with the fact that you want to be um, one as far as your morals and your um, ethical values when dating a person. Go ahead, China. Word. Word. Um, I agree with this uh, for sure. But I do think that it depends on the person. And I also think it depends on how... How serious you are about these topics like if you don't care that much about politics and the person Big that you're facts. with feels the feels the an opposite way from you you're just like whatever or if you're a christian but like you ain't really christian you're just one of them church folk and your partner is muslim you're gonna be like all right Call whatever them out. go like do your thing <laughs> Call blah, them out. Blah, like praise like, him whatever you've been you know? exposed. so i think it depends on how much you weigh these topics in your relationship and if you're that kind of person that doesn't really care then it'll be fine and if you're a person that thinks these are fundamental um things that you need to agree on, then it would be more of an issue. But also partnership is all about compromise. So maybe this person checks every single box, but this one box they didn't check, are you going to just like write them off because of that one box when the hundred other boxes they checked? I don't know if you should do that. It depends. Ta- on how you there feel about there that are bigger box. boxes than bigger boxes than others. So my question was, what are the, the things for you guys that are non-negotiable when it comes to Chalice for sure. I'll go first. Um, Get eight. <laughs> this is all, I mean, yeah, I guess this is true. Uh, someone that's Christian. But keep it, keep it swift. Got, can I, can, well, if you would stop interrupting me, maybe I could get it out. Thank you. Someone Christian. Someone Democratic, well, not Democratic, but not Republican. Someone. <laughs> I said, I said one other, thing. There are other parties. There are other parties. As long as you're not that one on the right, it's all right. I said, I said one. Okay, moving on to Chela. Oh, you just said one. Oh, well, then the one is I. I need you to be Christian for sure. I agree, with China, but I'll do another one. Uh, mine is you have to have a certain level of emotional intelligence. I just can't deal with people who can't control their emotions. It drives me insane. Uh-oh. I agree. Definitely a level of emotional restraint, I would say, is very important. Um, but also, <laughs> one person who has the same uh, views of family as I do. So, we have to have mm, the same views on family. That's what a does that mean? For me. What are your views on family? Uh, so, obviously... We said I'm, one thing, we have to move on. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm a huge family person. I want to have a family. I want him to love my family, for me to love his family, and to want to grow together. I think it's just like... okay, cute. 
that's just very important for me. But go ahead, Brandon. What about you? Lack of awareness of either our position or my position if, if I'm in an interracial relationship as a black man in or as a black couple in society. Racial awareness is very important to me. And acknowledgement of white privilege is also very important to me. And a lot of people are just so naive when they get into these relationships and don't ask those questions. So I digress. Right. I agree. That's a big one. That's a big one for you, B. Moving <laughs> 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 right along to uh, China or Chelsea.